and, and I'm telling you, when I say this light, it was, I mean, it was looked like the size of a, the Empire State Building was in this parking spot. That's how bright this thing was and how big it looked to me at the time. Little old me, here I am, just a random person, and God literally just spoke to me, and it was a verse that I can never forget. You knew that God was knocking at your door, but you just weren't willing to open that. Why didn't you open the door sooner? I think that that's like, what happened? Why did it take you so long? I remember one time, you know, she walked up to me and, you know, just said, if you don't stop what you're doing, you know where you're going. People of faith will share uh, very subtle introductions, but clearly that didn't work for you. What you needed was something more in your face. It stopped me in my tracks and it, it opened the door for me to ask more questions. And when I finally decided to have a relationship with God, that, that a lot of that anger, a lot of those frustrations, those those thoughts, they, they went away. It actually allowed me to, to even seek a relationship with my earthly father. You could have lived the rest of your life with resentment because of your parents' divorce, lack of relationship, and instead you knew that the Lord was commanding you to mm -hmm. forgive him and have an opportunity to restore that relationship. I think that's so beautiful. If you look at statistics and, and you really reference back, I mean, we may be going into the weeds here, but I mean, why not? <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's go. Ryan McGraw, you're here with us, the Women of Faith Show. Thank you for joining us. We're so excited to have this conversation about your faith story. So thanks for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity. Appreciate it. Our sponsor for this episode is NetWell. Navigating rising healthcare expenses for you and your families can be complex. And with NetWell, they help you make informed decisions that best suit your healthcare needs. NetWell is an innovative healthcare sharing organization designed to transform your healthcare experience and save you money. NetWell empowers its members with the flexibility to find the right membership option that meets their needs and their budget. They offer a unique approach to managing medical expenses that combines principles of faith with a community-oriented model. And unlike traditional healthcare models, NetWell is rooted in the values and beliefs of a faith-based community, emphasizing mutual support, generosity, and shared responsibility. What better way to save you and your family money throughout the year than with your healthcare needs? Check out their website, netwellwof.com. Com, or call them and talk with a live representative at 866-NETWELL to learn more. I'm so excited to talk about your faith story because I know that you came to the Lord later in life. You did not grow up as a Christian. And you have told me before that you knew that God was knocking at your door, but you just weren't willing to open that. So tell us about how you came to know the Lord and and also, why didn't you open the door sooner? I think that that's like, <laughs> what happened? Why did it take you so long? Yeah, it's always a great question. And and sometimes, uh, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and you look back and you say, man, what if I'd have done something differently? Um, but at the same time, as you get to know the Lord, um, you know, you, you, you realize and understand that that he already paved that path. And unfortunately, that's the great thing that, that God gives us is, is free will and the right to choose. And the ability to choose and it's so much more rewarding to know that i was able to choose him uh out of my own personal free will um and to choose to to follow him and to worship him uh rather than obviously be forced to do that so you know that that's that's um you know something that is has always been in 
intriguing about how wonderful our God is because of that ability to free will and just, um, you know, seek him and, 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 and have, have him give us that guidance and, and, and strength to do that. But, you know, for, for me, it was just one of those things. I just never grew up in the church and, you know, it's just my, my family, not to say that it was, that they were necessarily doing anything wrong, but I just, um, you know, we had different priorities. Um, and as I got a little bit older and, 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 you know, started to go about my, my career and get through college and, and start to, you know, look at wanting to have a family. I just felt that, that God was knocking at my door. And so often I just kind of, you know, heard the knocks and, you know, would kind of look to the people and say, you know, who's there, but I just never opened the door. And then finally one day I did, and it's, it's been a, a wonderful journey. Um, and, but it hasn't been an easy journey. And I think that's part of the, the thing that we as Christians um, sometimes forget that, that it's not a easy hill uh, all the time or, or an easy or, or a flat, a flat path. It's, it has peaks and valleys. So. Okay. So tell me, can you give me any specific examples of where you felt like the Lord was calling you to him, but you just weren't willing to open the door? Can you think of any specific examples of that? Because I think those viewers listening right now, they might be thinking, well, I don't have a strong relationship with the Lord. I don't really know what that looks like. Um, could you give specific examples of that? Yeah, I think that I never, I'm, I don't believe in coincidences. And I believe that, that there is no coincidence in life. It's always God's timing. Um, and I look at it from a standpoint of who just God has introduced in my life. And, and I look back when I was uh, in my mid twenties, uh, I was working in the fitness industry, uh, working long hours, a lot of hours. But um, I remember this, this one lady in, in particular, her name was Carol. Um, I still talk to her to this day and hired her. Uh, as a personal trainer, she had a tremendous testimony just from a fitness background. Um, and I don't want to delve too deep into uh, to her personal side of things, but she was somebody that lost over 200 pounds uh, and just wanted to help people and 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 use that as, as a way to minister to people as well and, and be a testimony on the fitness side. Well, during during my time uh, with her, I, I learned that, you know, she was a very, very strong woman of God. Uh, very strong in her faith. And, um, you know, I was just, you know, busy living, you know, as a mid 20 guy and enjoying life, I guess, for the most part, as we think that we are. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember one time, you know, she walked up to me and, you know, just said, if you don't, you know, stop what you're doing, you know, where you're going. Wow. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, I didn't really think too much of it for the most part, but it was like, it kind of was, you know, in essence, uh, uh, it stopped me in my tracks and it, it opened the door for me to ask more questions. And so maybe that's a little strong for some people to, to, to see that as, you know, I've never had anyone be that blunt with me. Um, but I look back and it wasn't just that initial, that's how she started the conversation. She used to pepper me with just little conversations and just, you know, ask me about my walk or, Hey, you know, do you, you know, do you, do you believe in God? I mean, just simple things. And, 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 you know, it was something that was just very conversational and it was very simple. That wasn't overwhelming or overbearing, but I just wasn't at a point where I felt like, you know, being in my twenties, I really needed God. Um, and looking back, I mean, life could have been differently or more rewarding to it during those times, but it, it's, 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 um, you know, 
realizing and, and, and listening and understanding that, that God has people uh, come along in your life when you least expect it. And, you know, unfortunately, we just got to be ready to listen. And I think sometimes that's the biggest obstacle and hurdle is that we're not listening when God's knocking. Yeah. And sometimes those uh, nice little sentiments, the nice things that we will say, <laughs> people of faith will share uh, very subtle introductions, but clearly that didn't work for you. What you needed was something more in your face mm -hmm. and it worked. Right. And so I think I always just remind myself like, Holy Spirit, you help me know what to say in the situation. And for some people, it needs to be those soft, subtle mm -hmm. um, invitations. And for sometimes, for some people, sometimes you need the, hey, you need to get a grip and figure out what is going to make a difference in your life. So you must have been in that space and she knew it. Yeah, absolutely. She knew it. And you know, again, I, I think that she was working for me at the time for three, four, five months. And it, it, we, I remember sitting in my office and she would just come in and, and just sit down and talk to me, you know, calm, polite. And then other times she would come in and, and she was ready to let me have it. And, uh, you know, I love that about her. And, um, you know, like I said, we, we probably haven't seen each other. Uh, we still keep in contact, but we haven't probably seen each other in 10 plus years. But we'll, we'll randomly text, uh, we'll randomly talk on the phone occasionally. Uh, you know, she'll send me some videos on, on Instagram of encouragement, um, you know, and she'll always comment on my stories and things like that. So it's just somebody that has uh, been a very impactful in my life and, you know, somebody that I'll never forget. And that, you know, everyone in their life needs a Carol. And, and I'm glad I have Carol in my life. I love that. And I think you're so right. Everybody needs that person and we can be that person for others. Mm -hmm. It's something that we've been called to do. Each and every one of us has the opportunity to bring others to Christ. And so I'm so thankful that Carol did that for you. Um, so how did life change once mm -hmm. you started to know Jesus? How did life change for you? Well, like I said, you know, life, uh, you know, for, for me, it allowed me to understand what, you know, what priorities were. Um, it allowed me to understand, you know, really what I wanted, um, you know, my uh, impact personally to, to be. Uh, and, and some people will say maybe that's a, a selfish way to look at it. But, you know, I wanted to, you know, when you asked me earlier, you know, growing up, I mean, I grew up in a divorced household, you know, so so like my image at the time probably of God was, a broken home. And because, you know, generally when you think of God, you think of your father, you know, your worldly father as, as the initial image that you have of God. And so, you know, when, when I went 16, 17 years, uh, when my, when my parents got divorced and I didn't see my father, uh, for 16 years, you know, I was 12 years old, 13 years old. I uh, didn't see my father again until I was roughly 29 years old. And, uh, you know, had a lot of anger, had a lot of frustration. Um, and when I finally decided to, uh, you know, have a relationship with God, that, that a lot of that anger, um, a lot of those frustrations, those, those thoughts, they, they went away and it gave me, gave me peace. It gave me comfort. And, um, you know, it, it actually allowed me to, to even seek a relationship with my, with my, you know, earthly father and, you know, was able to reconnect with him. So, you know, it, it really impacted, you know, my perception. Of, of who God really was. 
um, and it impacted relationships. It impacted, you know, what I wanted to do with my, with my life and my, my career and how I wanted to raise my family. Um, so there was a, you know, the list can go on and on and we could probably talk for days about it. Uh, but it really had a massive drastic impact for me. That offer of forgiveness, you could have let, you could have lived the rest of your life with resentment, bitterness, because of your parents' divorce, lack of relationship, and instead you knew that the Lord was commanding you to mm-hmm. forgive him and have an opportunity to restore that relationship. I think that's so beautiful. And the other thing that you mentioned very briefly was how you look at your earthly father is typically how you look at your heavenly father. Let's dig mm-hmm. in there a little bit. Um, what does that mean? How is that true? Well, I mean, again, you, you, we, we tend to forget that, um, you know, that uh, at least the hierarchy for relationships should, should always fall with, you know, God, you know, your spouse, your family, your kids and everything else. Um, you know, but growing up, I just, um, you know, that, that wasn't how uh, I was raised and how I looked at it. And so my initial thought of if my own worldly father was going to abandon me, what would make me think that my heavenly father will, will be there for me? And so, you know, again, that was my initial viewpoint, because for the most part, um, you know, when you look at statistics and how people generally come to crisis, generally through, you know, the father leading the household. And when I don't have that father present in in the household and helping me, you know, keep me along that path and that journey, you know, um, that's just how I view God. And it took me a long time to really understand that, that it, that that wasn't my heavenly father. That was my, you know, my, my earthly, earthly father. Um, but sometimes it's hard to separate that, especially when you don't grow up in the church. I recently heard a statistic that if a mother, um, follows, uh, Jesus, there's Mm -hmm. a decent chance that their children will. But if a father is as the leader of the household, is following Jesus, it's like a 90 some percent chance. I don't have the actual statistic, but it's like 90 some percent chance that Mm -hmm. the children will as well. And so just you saying that is so powerful in understanding the power of how you view your earthly father is so important to your eternal life and your relationship with your heavenly father. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, I, I literally read the same statistic and it was mind blowing. The the, the difference in percentages there. And, and, and that's not to take away from, from women at all, because it is something that I think that from, from a, from me as a, as a father of, of three boys and me as a dad and, and a family that, that I see that in my own household and I see it with other people that I have relationships with that it's, that's the, you know, the, the, the father or the man of the household can, can really help drive his family to Christ. And if that father is missing, um, which if you look at statistics and, and you really reference back, I mean, we may be going into the weeds here, but I mean, why not? <laughs> um, <Let's go. laughs> but if you look at how divorce rates over the years have really skyrocketed, um, there's no, there's no wonder that um, the church in essence is shrinking because divorce are going higher and higher. And so there is no presence of God in the family. Um and I speak that from experience. I, you know, I, I myself am divorced and uh, I am remarried. 
but you know, I can understand, you know, why we continue to see those statistics go higher and higher. Right. You know, my old pastor told me a statistic uh, recently as well, that 90% of 90 year olds grew up in the church. 70% of 70 year olds grew up in the church. 50% of 50 year olds grew up in the church. And so you see this number continue to deteriorate, but we also see the, on the opposite side of it, divorce has gone higher and higher. So there's got to be a correlation there. I want to take a moment during this episode to invite you to join me in our Women of Faith group coaching community. If you're looking to make a more significant impact for the kingdom, or you just know God is calling you to more than what you're currently experiencing in life, then you found the right place for you. And I'm hoping you're ready to rise up and live the promised life God has designed specifically for you. I absolutely love coaching our members to experience transformations as we navigate how God is calling them higher in their purpose, their identity, and significance in Christ. If you're passionate about living a victorious life with Jesus, join us as we encourage and equip women worldwide to move forward. Our aim is to encourage and empower women with the necessary tools to boldly step into God's destiny for them. My hope and prayer is that you'll join us and be a part of this movement of transformations and influencing others toward Jesus. To learn more, just simply go to womenoffaith.com and click on group coaching. We'll see you at our next coaching session. So you're you're very dedicated to this, you know, I, I think some people don't like this term, but broken families, you know, you're very mm -hmm. dedicated to helping other people not have to experience that for themselves. Um, where have you found opportunities to speak life into others as you just have navigated a being a child that has experienced broken families? And then as an adult, you've uh, divorced and remarried, but you have that broken family as well for your kids. How are you able to help others in those areas? Yeah, I, one of my biggest passions and uh, is being a, a youth, youth football coach. And uh you know, I get emotional even talking about it because, you know, we, we just played in a um, championship game this past weekend. And, um, you know, um, we end up losing that game seven to six. Um, we were winning the whole game. And, you know, it was one of those things where you, you just, um, you know, we, 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 the last two minutes, we just got outplayed and we ended up losing. But it was a, it was a great opportunity, a great teaching moment for the kids. But to answer your question, that, that's, that's where I, I love helping kids and helping impact kids because as a coach, I see it all. Uh, I've got kids on my team that have parents um, not only divorced or going through a divorce. I have kids on the team that maybe are adopted. I have kids on the team that are, um, you know, parents may be potentially incarcerated you know, so there's a wide gamut of, of, and then you also have kids that are, that are, have, you know, come from the perfect home that whether their parents are still there, or at least it seems that it's perfect. There there's, you know, parents are still uh, married uh, and, and, and nothing seems like there's any issues there. So um, I have the ability to have an impact. Um, and one of the things I said on, on that last um, uh, speech that I gave him as we walked off the field for the final time, unfortunately it wasn't our day, was, you know, one thing that I will always promise to be here for you guys is that 
no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, no matter how old you are, I'm one phone call away. Yeah. And so, you know, that's, that to me is I look back and say, man, I grew up in sports. I had coaches that invested in me, but I got, I want to be there for them and really invest into these kids because if, if no one else is, then I want to be that person for them. I'm not trying to replace anything, but sure. you know, these, we need to invest in, the, in these kids. Yeah. And, you know, I think when an adult believes in a young person, it can change everything for them. I mean, mm -hmm. I think most of us can look to not just our parents, but somebody that really believed in us when we were younger. And it's like, wow, you believe in me. You think I can actually do something significant. And that's our opportunity to pour into those kids. And you never know when one of those fo little football players is going to pick up the phone and say, hey, Coach Ryan, I really mm -hmm. need help. And you have the opportunity to speak into their life like, maybe their parents just, it's not that time. And it, it takes somebody outside of the the family to do that. So I think it's really cool. I love seeing how passionate you are about coaching those kids. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, think about it. I mean, you know, like you said, there may be something they didn't want to talk to their parents about right. and, you know, you, you can be that person for them and help them through whatever they're going through in their life. So, um, you know, it's, it's been a blessing. It's truly a humbling experience, uh, but it's been so fun to see these kids in, over the years. And at least this last sixth grade class that I had, I've been coaching these kids. Um, you know, I've got a, you know, one of my boys is in fifth grade. And so I've literally have seen these kids grow up. And so to see them onto the next level is, is a bittersweet moment because it's the first class that I really invested in. Yeah. And uh, it's sad to see it kind of come to an end that way. You know, sometimes you look at coaches and you just think all they want to do is win. They want to relive their younger days. But hearing <laughs> you talk about how passionate you are about just pouring into these kids, you're actually being the hands and feet of Jesus for these kids. And even if you're not constantly praying over them or, um, testifying to them or witnessing to them, but you're living a life that reflects Jesus. I don't think you always have to be hit over the head with, Hey, come to Jesus, come to church with me, whatever. But it's, it's, this person is living a life that reflects Jesus. And I really like that person. And I want to know more about him and I want to know why he is that way. So it'll mm -hmm. be interesting to see as the days and years go on, how these kids will come back and say, okay, coach Ryan is a stand-up guy and I want to know how I can be more like him. And then mm -hmm. they get the opportunity to come back and say, okay, I want to, I want to know how to be successful like you. And, and you're, you have the opportunity of saying, well, it starts with Jesus Christ alone, you know, like mm -hmm. that's the solid foundation and that's where you get to start. So um, I'll just be praying for you. I, it, it's mm -hmm. funny that we're having this conversation, but like literally I just want to pray for you as these kids come back to you and you have the opportunity to bring them to Jesus as well. Absolutely. I appreciate that. And, uh, and again, um, you know, pray for these boys as not only as they go about, um, um, you know, their journey into middle school and, and, and obviously the kids that are continuing to come to the youth program, but um, you just obviously continued wisdom and to help guide these kids along that path. So thank you for that. I know that Isaiah 41.10 is a very significant verse in your life. Tell me about that. 
Yeah, that was, uh, again, that was when uh, a lot a lot was going to change in my life, let's just say. I was, uh, uh, my first child was, was on the way and I had just switched careers um, and had left the fitness industry, started a career into the banking world and a lot of stress, a lot of things that were kind of happening. Um, uh, you know, I just recently bought a new, new home a few years prior. So, you know, doing upgrades to that and, and just kind of life, you know, as we call it, life is just kind of taken over. And uh, as most of us are, you know, a creature of habit, um, every single day I went to work, I parked in the same spot. You know, I, I, um, it wasn't like a big parking lot or big car parking garage. It was a, you know, handful of parking you know, spots in this particular banking center. And the night before that I was there, I didn't notice anything out of the uh, abnormal. And so as I'm driving to work uh, and just kind of thinking about all of these things, um, you know, I, I said like a small prayer of just, you know, I've got a new baby on the way do with do within the next two to three months. Um, first time dad, uh, you know, new career, uh, and, and actually had took a, had taken a step back financially because, you know, I wanted to kind of climb that corporate ladder and I kind of saw the direction of what I was currently doing and, and the, but the opportunity that presented itself in a different, different, uh, venture. So I took a chance, but at the same time I was doing my faith and I just like, you know, you know, God, what's, what's in store? We, what do you, what's going on? And. So again, as I'm driving to work, I said a small little prayer, like, you know, God, just, just, you know, help me, you know, speak to me. Let me know that you've got something figured out here. And as I'm pulling into my, the parking lot, um, I noticed this kind of shiny object sitting in what my parking spot that I always parked in. I say mine, but it's the same one I was in the night before. And as I pull up closer and closer, this object, you know, that the, the light kind of, you know, windows down a little bit more and more and so i pull up and, and i'm telling you when i say this light it was i mean it was looked like the size of a you know the empire state building was in this parking spot that's how bright this thing was and how big it looked to me at the time so i pull in and open up my door and there sat a small little pen you know the size of you know regular something you write with and on the side of that pen was verse isaiah forty one ten. And I'm, I'm, uh, you know, uh, paraphrasing it, but you know, it literally said, do not fear for I'm with you and I am your God. But obviously the verse itself, do not fear for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. And it was at that moment that I was like, man, like I literally just prayed. I was literally just here the night before this pen was not there. And to think of all the things that had to transpire in the entire universe for that pen to sit there the next morning was not by coincidence. It was, it was a God moment. And, you know, my child was born a few months later, um, or about, about a few, excuse me, a few weeks later, uh, I was part of healthcare sharing. My medical bills were taken care of. Um, you know, I ended up getting a promotion a few months, uh, later and it was just like, wow, like God is real. God is speaking to me. God is showing me that he has a plan. And I just need to sit back and, you know, hopefully enjoy the ride because it can be rocky at times because we always forget that there's a devil. But that was a moment for me that was just like, man, like little old me, here I am, just a random person. And God literally just spoke to me. And it was 
a verse that I can never forget and a moment that just is part of a testimony that I share with people to say, listen, at the most unique time, whether it's at the highest of highs or the lowest of lows, God will speak to you. Um, you just have to wait and listen. And, um, and, and it's funny, um, after I got my Bible opened up right here, I even look at Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. And so you ask and it will be given to you. Uh, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. So, I mean, again, all this kind of ties into to that moment. So good. So good. Um, I want to talk about what you're currently doing. Mm-hmm. Um because that's kind of what brought us together was the fact that you work at NetWell. Tell us what NetWell is and um, what it's all about. Yeah. Uh, NetWell is a healthcare sharing ministry. And, you know, we are a community of like-minded faith individuals that come together and help share amongst um, our medical expenses and our medical needs. Um, you know, if you, if you want to simplify it from a biblical standpoint, it, it's really built off Galatians 6, 2, which is bear one of those, bear one of those burdens, the total law of Christ. And so when you think about what the early church was doing was caring for another, helping one another, you know, it's really, it's the same concept. And that's a like-minded individuals coming together to, to share amongst those who have a need and, and help them along that path and that journey. And, and to really even take it a step further, um, you know, there's, there's prayer involved, you know, there's other things that we do um, outside of just medical expenses um, because, you know, we, we look at it from a standpoint of a multifaceted approach. Uh, so you get, you got the mind, you got the body, you got the spirit, and we really try to help those kind of three prongs of what we really need on a day-to-day aspect to, 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 uh, to keep us going, to keep us active and, and to, you know, keep us going in that journey. Yeah, I know when I started taking a look at NetWell, I noticed some of the testimonies are like, I'm paying half of what I used to pay in my health insurance. And I'm like, wow, really? How is that even possible? But that's just the beauty of a body of believers coming together for medical expenses. So if anybody's looking for um, a new provider, a healthcare provider, go to NetWell WOF, like Women of Faith netwellwof.com and check out what they do. Um, Ryan and their entire team are wonderful to work with. You are an official sponsor of Women of Faith. I'm so thankful that we've gotten to know each other and Mm -hmm. you and your team's heart and desire to truly help people. Um, This isn't just a health insurance company where you just pay your premium and then go on your merry way. It's an opportunity for a body of believers to come together and support Mm -hmm. one another. And you really have God at the center of it all. And I think that that's just really beautiful of how you run your, your business, your ministry. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and, I mean, you, you pretty much summarize it, summarize it there. Um, It's, it's like-minded people. It's a community. And if you really want to take it a step further, it's, it's a family. Um, it's a family of, of people that not only um, help each other in the most difficult time, but it's a family of people that just come alongside and support you in ways that you could never, never, you know, see it anywhere else because there's, there's prayer. Uh, there are real life people you can talk to, um, you know, That's beyond. A huge plus let's talk about that for a second. You can, when you go to netwellwof.com, 
there's a phone number there and you can actually pick up the phone, dial it, and somebody will talk to you live on the other side of it. I think that's such a huge benefit because I think so often we're like, we can't figure it out. We don't know how to make this work. I don't know the answers. And the beautiful thing is NetWell will actually walk you through it step-by-step with a live person on the phone. (laughs) Sorry to cut you off. I just want to make sure everybody knew that because I think that's such a great benefit. No, I think, and that's one of the things, if you, you know, think about it, that we've, we've lost touch with it, not just us. I'm just talking about in general, you know, you, sure. you have a hard time getting a hold of somebody and that's what we're here to do is, is to help you and, you know, provide you with the right information you need or, or the, you know, the, the technology that you need to, to be successful and along this journey and this path. And, and yeah, you, you pick up the phone, they're going to get a hold of somebody and we're going to make sure we're available. And the testimonies are like, I'm paying half of what I was paying for my health insurance premiums. Like, I just think that is mind blowing. And it may not be exactly that, but it seems like a lot of testimonies over and over again is a huge cost savings. So Ryan, I want to close with this. Thank you for being here. Um, I want to close with this. This is your very last question. So you can share whatever you want on this very last question. I want to (laughs) know Ryan McGraw's truth bomb. What is something that God has been laying on your heart lately that you just want other people to know about? I think that it's um, being intentional and always listening and having your, your, your eyes open to help somebody. And I say that because you know, what we've seen over the past couple of years, especially if, you know, not to get into a debate with, with, with COVID, but we, we have set ourselves up in a society uh, to where so many people are just closed off. And that's because of the restrictions that were put in place. And, you know, that's, that's, you know, it is what it is, but that's one of the things that I think that, that people found themselves is that just, they isolated themselves. And I think that we, as, as you know, ourselves, whether you're Christian or, or not, that we just, you know, kind of get stuck in that norm of it's just our own little space, our own little world. And I think that you being intentional and reaching out to somebody, if, if God lays somebody on your heart to reach out to them, there's a reason for that. Yeah. And, you know, uh, even if it's a simple text, hey, I'm thinking about you. Um, hey, I just want you to know I'm praying for you. Hey, I just want you to know I'm here for you. And, you know, um, it, it really hit that. It's funny you asked me that because it really hit home yesterday because we, you know, there's some additional prayer that we could seek in our community. We just had a young boy in high school who unfortunately um, is no longer with us, uh, uh, passed away yesterday, um, high school student. And it, it's really a moment of when you have, you know, not just have kids, but, you think about, you know, something as simple as of a text or a call to him, could it change his entire outlook? And I just think we get too isolated and too concerned and uh, with technology or, 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 you know, that we just kind of forget that there are other people that are seeking and asking for help. And, you know, I just ask that people just really think about trying to be intentional of how we can help one another, how we can encourage one another um, and, um, you know, care for one another. And that's, you know, not to even go back into football, but that's one thing I teach is a brotherhood. Like these are your brothers. 
you know, help each other. Don't make fun of each other. Don't, don't hurt each other. Don't, and you stick up for another. It's just, just be intentional and, and, and love on one another and help each other. Um, and, and don't isolate yourself, you know, and, and if you need help, ask for it. So good. I love your heart for others. I love your heart for the Lord. I love your heart for even at Netwell. Um, I know I just see how passionate you are about truly helping other people with their medical expenses. I mean, that's been something that you've had a benefit of and have seen such a, a life-giving change for yourself in um, just knowing that your expenses are covered. So thank you so much for being here. I always say I'm wildly cheering you because I know that you're just making such an impact on the kingdom. So thanks for being here today, Ryan. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. And uh, it's been a tremendous uh, opportunity to get to know you, uh, your husband, GJ. So thank you so much for your support. And um, again, thank you for having, having me on and, and allowing Network to be part of this journey.